Uh, welcome, folks, to Barry Bullock Hour 63. Uh, this is part two of a boozy doubleheader. Oh, man, do we love a boozy doubleheader here on a Saturday night in January. Um, if you haven't listened to episode 61, um, here's, a big, here's a big spoiler alert. If you don't want to know the big spoiler alert, listen. stop listening now. Okay. In Barry Bullock Hour 62, Callum announced that he's having a baby! So now there's going to be some drunken baby chat and some other Uh stuff uh, related to making the world a better place for children. Um, (laughs) But if we've just ruined that spoiler for you, you should have listened to Barry Bullock Hour 62. You still can. Or you can continue on 63, which is starting right now. Oh, that does that. Okay. That's all right. Sorry, Eric, I haven't called them yet. Oh. <laughs> I still haven't. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'll admit I'm slightly in shock after the first half of the podcast. There's just, what? there was just a lot going so many, on. You got so many questions right, so you can have a baby now? Well, we've, we, 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 I think we've said on the podcast before that we have a little bit of a, a brief pre-chat about who has some content. And you, Callum, just said you had a couple of items. Yeah. You didn't mention <laughs> one of those was a baby. Obviously, to preserve the surprise. Well, you, but nonetheless, your um, reaction was worth the um, the the month we, that I've been waiting to tell you. We've certainly um, preserved that reaction for prosperity. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be great. Now, before we start, um, well, this is quite a hefty blindfold. I can I can barely hear. Um, before we start the segment, Callum, yeah. I'm just going to put on my big dog hat for a second. Okay, Because right. if the great man Nick Barry was here, yeah. he would ask you the following question. Yeah. Podcast in the delivery room, yes or no? <laughs> well, you know he's going to want to do it. Well, you know he's going to want to bring it up. Well, should we do a podcast in the delivery room? Well, at the, the the plan A, plan A is to have a home birth. She's going to have a home birth when she's. You've already said that she's going to basically be giving birth to an ogre-sized baby. Are you mental? <laughs> You gotta stock up on the on the heavy drugs. You're gonna do a home birth while she's trying to push an ogre I mean, out of her body. Like she's gonna have very pliable hips, I think. Yeah, I mean, if the baby's as big as you say it's gonna be, I'd be getting professional care. But hey, hey, I'm not part of this. Nine out of nine out of fourteen, I'm not a part of this. I'm just saying the combination of yeah, our baby's gonna be enormous, and also we're gonna have it at home. Maybe slightly contradictory, but sure. You, you guys do you. You do you. Uh, all right, I'm going to give you some beers. I reckon in month eight, Jess is going to be going, hey, how about we take this to the professionals? Uh, I, I think this is a good environment for a baby. Wait, are you going to have the... Sarah. When you say home birth, are you going to have it here? Yeah, in the shower. <laughs> no, we'll get a, get, you get a, get, a, get a baby pool. Oh, oh my goodness, man. Yeah. Well, it's, oh, look, there, there are certain things that preclude you doing it. Like, you've got to get scans and stuff to... Make sure that your baby's not going to be high risk. I mean, mm. but yeah, the size of an ogre. <laughs> it's probably part of it. Um, all right, so we've got a couple of beers here. Um, there's, yeah. a, there's a thematic here, and I want you to guess the thematic. I tell you mm. what, French French is going to be different this year. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Actually, no, it's going to be earlier than that. It's going to be earlier than that. When's, uh, it, when's when? When's the due date? Oh yeah, we didn't uh, it is August tenth. Oh August. no! I mean, I mean, yay! But also, I might not be here for that. That's what? What? Maybe. I might be going to Edinburgh. We'll see what happens. Oh, wow. All right, there you go, KB. Oh, okay. We got, we got a beer. All right, you got a beer. All right. I just want your I want your impressions. I want a rating out of... Do we want to do a rating out of five? Or How many glasses are on the table in front of me? Oh, I'll pass them to you. Don't okay, I'll so I'm just going to put an arm down. Okay, that's disgusting. What the hell is that? Is that beer? 
That's not beer. What have you given me? Oh, it smells like cheese. <laughs> that is filth. That is filth. Is that really beer? <laughs> that is not beer. Well, oh, do you guys want to do a rating out of um, Mel? Do you the want to do a Mel rating is... um, out of out of five or out of ten? You were making cheese in the park with a cheesecloth. <laughs> what is this? Eric hasn't said a word you'll notice which means he either loves it or he's dead from the smell he's just necked it oh my god it's fine what I haven't even tried it yet it sits on the tongue like uh, like uh, old old coins or something I will say it tastes better than it smells it did have it's one of those. It did have we had a few of those during the Australia's worst beard. You remember there was like a couple we did. of just like yeah, the, yeah, the nose did. was horrendous. Uh, it's yeah. a, a very cheesy. Yeah, I don't like the smell. The, yeah. the, the smell is abominable, but the taste is is. Um, how how did you feel about the smell? The, the nose of it. It had a it had a it had a stink to it. Yeah, and I'm feeling the stink now on like the back of my tongue. Okay. Yeah, yeah this is not nice. I would give that. Ugh. Four out of five stars. Four out of five Eric! Stars. I mean... Do you oh, know how the rating works? Well, okay. Well, we'll start there. That's the baseline. And I'll go up from there. <laughs> that wasn't Let's good. Let's do it no. out of ten. Let's do it out of ten. Oh, okay. How many you want to give it out of ten? Yeah, I, I didn't enjoy that. I'll say a, a two out of ten. Two out of ten. Okay, we've gone from four out of five to two out of ten. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that we did went through the different system. Kieran, <laughs> yeah. what are you what are you going with? I feel Look, like that's... The, the, the taste the taste is fairly inoffensive. I actually okay. don't hate the taste. Mm, okay. The right. smell is a, is is awful. But so zero t- out of ten for the smell. Yeah, and but the, the taste is the taste we... the taste feels the taste feels like it's it's probably slightly below average so four mm, okay. so i think i'm with eric i think i'm going to give it a two out of ten okay two out of ten if okay. i had to drink a pint of this at a pub and someone gave it to me i'd be really unhappy i'd be unhappy but i'd get through it so i'm going to go right, two right, out of ten right. i just burped and it kind of tasted nice so it's try that the smell the smell is is, is eric something. would you like another little sip or uh, uh no thank you all right all right it also all doesn't right. have a particularly alcoholic punch um, not to maybe give away the thing here but if All that's right. non-alcoholic, I mean, why the fuck would you bother? Good grief. <laughs> you can see I'm literally pinching my nose as I drink it. Yeah, I, I mean, can you see can't, that. That's the viewers. No, I, can, I can see that. So. I can't All see right, it either. Please remove this from my presence. All right, I'm going to... There you go. There's sec- okay. t- second on the beer. Second beer. Second beer. All right. This one also doesn't smell great, but it doesn't smell nearly as bad. This has got a... It's a weird smell. Is the unifying factor weird smells? <laughs> the funk beer. I feel that until it's... Uh, so, Eric, we did this on... Um, oh, when Kieran man. and I did a podcast together, we, we had a we had a unifying factor sort of here. Episode 60. That was fun. I really enjoyed that. This one seems more... Closer to, like, a classic skunk skunk beer smell. This doesn't taste like anything. This tastes like a seltzer. This tastes like water. Yeah, this is does. beer. This is very weak. Mm. It's got a very. Oh god! I'm trying not to like. I'm trying to keep it. And it's got. Know. It's got a, a smell that I. It's faintly. It's faintly recognizable, but I cannot for the life of me work out what it is. But the okay. taste is. The taste is almost non-existent. Okay. It's got the. It's got the. Um, 
texture. Mm. Mm. Eric, texture. Texture. It's almost got oh. the it's almost got the texture of water, which makes me think this is, could almost be a seltzer. Mmm. It's weak, whatever the hell it is. Alright. Um, um what are we giving this one? I think that was slightly more palatable than the last one. Oh. So I'm gonna give it a three. Three out of ten. Okay. Still yeah, I'm not even still con- low. I'm not convinced that's beer, but still low. I'd say still three. Low. It's just, there's nothing it's not as the the smell of the last one was abominable but this one just doesn't really this one doesn't taste like much I don't know I feel like being blindfolded has got my senses all crossed up but that feels like on the tongue like kind of bad bad weed or something <laughs> okay like alright there is a funk to it yeah there is a weird funk to it no the hops hops and, and mm. weed are from the same that's like, botanical, botanical family, family. Yeah. family. now yeah, we yeah. know now All right. Know. The more you know, um, Eric, would you hazard a? Oh, yeah. So I put two put, out of ten. I'd put that a step up from the. I don't even know. It wasn't as offensive as no. the two out of ten, but also it did taste like kind of a watery beer flavored seltzer. So yeah, like the taste was, was just really. Weird I'd also give that a two out of ten. Wow, it's also getting a two. Okay. All right. All right. You can't. You stay on the course with two. Okay. Two, two. I like okay. it. All right. We're ready for number three. Number three. Number three. How many um, are just we doing, three. by just the way? There's just three. There's just three. Oh, okay. All right. This one. It's a can. Oh, oh. No, I haven't. I haven't, haven't, oh. haven't properly cracked it yet. Are you, gonna, are you pouring in fresh glasses? I'm, I've got fresh glasses. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is science. Serious. Serious. Serious science? Serious science. It's not as serious as Dr. Dr. Eric. Eric. Can I ask a, 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 yeah. a, a slightly irrelevant question? Yeah. Eric, do you have your eyes closed as well as the blindfold? Oh. Cal <laughs> just took the glass out of my hand. That was so. not, you had <laughs> the wrong glass. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Right. I do have my eyes closed. Yeah, because it's weird. I feel it's weird to have your eyes open when you wear a blindfold yeah. because of the, the texture on your eyeballs. I just yeah. think it's funny that I you do the a, double duty. I've got my eyes closed and I'm wearing a blindfold. I just a little funny. Maybe the blindfold yeah. just stops you from having your eyes open. It's just weird because if you open your eyes, it's like, yes, yeah, this is a weird fabric of vibe. All right, we got a new beer. We got a new beer. All right, this here we go. This smells more like a beer. This smells more like a beer. It's got a okay. slightly, it's got that bananary, it's got that bananary mass produced. At what point do we start guessing as to what we're drinking? Um, you can do that once you've had all three, and okay, you can, um, sure. and then, uh, and, then uh, and then you've got to try and sort of. It's got a got a real bananary nose. This one certainly Ooh. the most distinctive. But not unpleasant nose of the three. Okay, it's oh, got that. that nice. cla- it's got a classic cheap mass-produced. I feel like we might be in the sort of um, uh, the sort of emu bitter. You've been in WA recently. We might be in the emu bitter and. Um, oh, what's the I other? I could one? have bought home a slab of emu bitter. Emu bitter is that the green one? That and then, the there's, a, one, then yeah. there's a red then one as well. Draft. Swan draft. Yeah, we could be in that sort of. Um, that sort of nonsense, but um, this 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 smells mass-produced. Uh, one okay. of the cheap mass-produced lagers. Let's have a crack. Um, Eric, what are your feelings about it? What are your thoughts? I like it. It smells more like beer. Oh. It's got a mouthfeel more like Eric. beer. It's got a taste <laughs> more like beer. It's got kind of a foamy good. You motherfucker. Foamy good. <laughs> Whereas the last one was so immediately oh. like watery, seltzery. This to me is like, oh, that's a, that's a beer. Okay, um, all right. Yeah, I feel pretty positively about this one. All right. Um, uh, do we want to hazard uh, ratings? And do you need to taste any of the beers? 
Again. I'd like to taste all three of them again. All right. All right, this one, that. this one, I'll say it smells more like a big old mass-produced lager. It tastes like a big old mass-produced lager. It to me, it's not a great flavour. Mm. But I'll, mm. I'll I'll taste the other ones just for a compare and contrast. It's certainly the strongest flavour of the three. The question is, is it better for it? I like I'm not that sure. Way. Yes, this does seem like your your stream, Eric. If yeah. I'm being honest, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's definitely a stronger flavour, and it's got that um, it's got that mass produced um, bananary right. nose. All right, so Eric, do we do you guys want to give a do you guys want to give a rating, or do you want to taste them all again and uh, and do a final summation of that last one? I'm gonna give this one a uh, I'm gonna give this one a two a what? two out of ten as well. Okay, actually, yeah, because okay. I think what? I think if I want if I had to drink a pint of any of them, I'd probably pick the middle one just because it was what? so inoffensive. Okay, this one's stronger in flavor, but I just don't like you don't it. Like the flavors. I don't oh. like the flavors. No, Never. this would be a struggle to get through. Whereas, whereas uh, beer number two, I think I could just knock back and not really be bothered by it. This okay. this bothers me. All right. call, oh, I don't know. I'd go. I'd I'd say have yeah, me on a hot afternoon. Would. I'd be yeah, pretty happy. I'm gonna call that a. I don't know, eight and a half. Oh, that's a big number. Oh, I like Eric, that. that's a big number. I like oh, it. We're talking like it's like VB numbers, Eric. Yeah, well, I I you might I be moving a to VB Perth, right around man. in there. Yeah. <laughs> moving to Perth. You might be moving to Perth. Sorry, fellas, the podcast cancelled. I'm going over to WA where the beer's cheap well, and the weather. Cal's <laughs> having a baby. Eric's moving to the Swan Dry Brewery. Yeah, the final <laughs> Might be a solo monologue from now on, lads. I'd like to try the other two just yeah. very briefly. Yeah, yeah. I'm pointing you out all This may get cut out. Keep those there away you go. Which me. one's this one? You don't want to try any more, Eric? Okay. No, the, other, the first do want, sewer. Do you want some more of that third one? Uh, okay. Is there something in this, girl? Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. Is it yeah. one or two? That's, that's number one. Actually, I'll be able to tell. Oh, it smells horrific. Yeah, number one did have a smell. Yeah, see, I think the smell is awful, but the taste is better. Almost. And then, um, have we got number two there? Number two? Hang on. Hang on. Yeah, I genuinely think number three is is the the worst tasting. What? Number two is just so weird. Like, the the carbonation didn't feel right. It didn't feel like beer carbonation. Number two has a smell that is eerily familiar, but I do not know... There was that what one. It? it smells. Do you know what it smells like? It almost smells. It almost smells homebrewed. Number two. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. Number two's got that homebrews. I don't know what the homebrews. You smell. know what two reminds me of? We went it's to sort Luli. of off hoppy. We went to yeah. Luli that one day, and you we ordered you a ginger beer, and when it came mm. out, it turned out to be a seltzer that was flavored as ginger oh. beer, and oh, we're like, that's something's right. wrong with your tap, and the guy's like, no, it's a seltzer that's flavored like ginger beer. Yes, and we thought we, we were thought buying we were a ginger an beer. Ginger beer, yeah. That's what I feel like. I feel like that's a beer-flavored seltzer, uh, or something like that. It is very weak-flavored. It's got that, yeah, it's got that watery... Now, yeah, that's an interesting one. It's a it's an absolute cracker. This one. Hey, babe, did you want to uh, did you want to uh, did you want to taste the third one again? Oh, I mean, it's in my hand. The third one definitely tastes like beer. I think that's a mass-produced big old lager. All right. And number one, I'm really not sure because the taste is not particularly inoffensive, but the smell is abominable. And number two has a homebrewed vibe. But then it's got a real seltzery, like a real seltzery feel on the palate. It doesn't 
Doesn't taste like beer at all. Hmm. Yeah, I'm fascinated. I like it's a great time. A great time. I'm interested to hear the results. All right. Can we disrobe? I mean, can um, we take out my phone? That's a different. That's up late. We're on the G yeah, rated yeah. episode of the podcast. The ratings climbing. <laughs> um, all right, hang on. I'm just going to arrange the the beers oh, yeah. so they're in order, so you can see them when you when you disrobe. Uh, when sorry, when you uh, when take <laughs> just, just blindfold. Take off the blindfold. Uh, okay. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Before I take them off, though, I want you to guess what the thematic of, oh. of this one is. What's the thematic? <sighs> <sighs> I mean, the obvious one is WA beers, but that that doesn't seem is that is that a net. Is that enough of a thematic link? Mm. Or is it something more specific? I'm not going to give you any hints. I'm not going to give you any hints. I'm going to say these are beers you brought back from WA. I'm going to say beer number three is either Swan Draft or Emu Bitter. Yeah. And the other two, I'm just not sure. Number one had the wor- one of the worst noses I've ever smelt, but the beer tasted fine. And number two, I'm not even sure is a beer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eric, what's your what's your thoughts? Yeah, number one yeah, one and two are so out of whack that it almost I I'm wondering if you're putting like non alcoholic beers in front of us or some kind of alternative like well, that was the spin on beer. That was the thing last time is there were, if I had to pick one of these to be non alcoholic it would probably be number one. It didn't have a very didn't have a very yeah. beery um well, yeah, when aftertaste. You, when you said that that kinda of struck a chord. But then again, number yeah. three seemed like beer, so maybe it was a really good uh uh well done, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, let's, All right. let's disrobe, gentlemen. Let's whip him off. Okay, what are we looking at here? Number three was a V. Hey, oh, I thought yeah. it was something like that. Yeah, I just love that earlier in the podcast, Kieran said I would never drink a VB. <laughs> I love it. Number so, number two is sorry. a zero uh, zero alcohol XPA. No way. Is, yeah. yeah, and then so what the hell is number one? Number one is also a zero alcohol lager from Good Form Brewing in uh, New South Wales. Okay, so I was kind of wrong thematically. You're wrong thematically, but you did call it. Uh, well, I did say that number three was a disgusting mass-produced beer, and it turned out to be a VB. Accurate. I did say that number two tasted kind of weak and watery and weird, and then number number three, I said number one was probably a non-alcoholic beer, which it was. The smell on that number one, though. Good form brewing. I don't know if that's good form. Yeah, what the heck? All right, so I've got a, I've got a spin on it for me. I okay. thought you could have some fun with me, because obviously okay. I have to, okay. to torment you for a little bit. Yeah. I thought I could do the, the blind taste test, but just to make it a bit sort of spicier, I came up with this while we were doing it. Sure. I thought you could make them all like floats. Oh, okay. Oh. So I got to pick them, but they're all going to be floats. Interesting. So that, that, I feel like that kind of makes it a little bit hard, quite a bit harder for me. Yeah. Because otherwise okay. I feel like it's going to be too easy. Cheese and lemon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good combination, though, man. Yeah. You get a little bit of loomy or grow fatter and some lemon juice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm glad you said the the non-alcoholic bit, because I, I don't think I would have thought of that until you mentioned it in, uh, in your they're both They're just first. watery and weak, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the nose on that second one is... I mean, that's horrific. <laughs> that is one of the, Do you remember when we did we did the podcast at your house, Eric, and we had one of the the, the burly heads one that smelled like cheese? That's what this smells like. If your beer smells like cheese, something's gone wrong, in my opinion. All right. Oh, I do, oh that rings a bell for me. Okay. Well, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Let me... We'll pour them right now. Yeah, it seems sensible. Glug, 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 glug. Some lovely, um, 
some lovely sound effects there, Eric. <laughs> See, Eric just pouring out three glasses of VB. <laughs> There's no VB left. Eric drank it all. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's the order. Oh, man. I love well, that we made you say that you would never drink VB and that I, I, I had already planned to make you drink VB on the same podcast. All right. Oh, so Did I say I would never drink it? You said you would never do that. You'd never Re- drink VB. Reach a hand out, Cal, and I will feed you, right. feed you that one. Mm. Um, the greatest audio right. basing based on your tasting <laughs> yeah. notes i reckon that's number two because you reckon that's number two interesting number two would be the heydays uh, zero alcohol xpa and then we've got I the think. we've got um yeah, and of course right. we've we've got vb and we've got the good form brewing alcohol oh, sorry lager. No, that's right. all, all right. three of these Beer beers have been um, hit with a uh, good strong dollar holy dooly of lemon sorbet jesus i see what you mean you smell what I mean. Yeah, I think it's probably more, probably yeah. more likely. Oh yes! Oh wow! That is that is that's okay. got to be number one. That is truly awful. The the spiderification does not fix no. that. At Lemon all. and cheese. Wow. Ugh. Now he knows. Process of elimination would would suggest he's um, in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one has a spoon in it. Don't poke your eye out. Okay, thanks, Eric. Don't want to be dad. Don't want to be daddy one eye. <laughs> Yeah, that's not terrible as a spider. That's not terrible. Okay. Like, I think, I think you yeah, can, of course, yeah. adding lemon sorbet to VB is going to make it better. There's not a lot of sorbets that wouldn't make a VB better. VB is a disgusting beer. I think that was, yeah, that was pretty complex. Well, yeah, that it was, was actually not very challenging. I, I'm glad that we did it with the blindfold because otherwise the good form was just, oh. The good form that is awful. was not good form. couple more items on the agenda here. Um, but first, we're going to dip back into the uh, remaining beers on the Gab's box that we bought probably three or four months ago now, maybe more. Um, we've got the Helios White Kronos White Stout. We've got the Six String Brewing Quadruple Dark Red IPA. That's an absolute beast. Um, we've got the Dropping F-Bombs Double New England IPA um, from a brewery that is haven't made their uh, brewery now. Our seventh day brewery. Um, and then finally we've got the Banks Brewing Sour Beer. So, mm. do, should we try the White Stout? Should we start off with that? Yes, please. And then I've got a, uh, I've got just a couple of items um, to get through here. So we'll pop a little White Stout in there. Uh, pouring a lovely oh, sort of caramel. We've got coasters now. It's kind of whoa. Coasters. It's a brand Very new beautiful. world. It's a brand new world. Um, so, got a couple of items remaining, and. Um, there's now a new thrust to these items, and the thrust of these items is um, there's a baby on the way. Baby. And so it, it, it's important that we um, that we band together to to make this world the best world that we can bring this baby into. Oh yeah. So with that in mind, I've got a couple of oh I've things got a, that you need. I've got a couple of bones that I've got to pick with this world. And hey, just maybe, just maybe. When this Barry Bullock Hour baby, which I'm going to call it from henceforth, um, um, the world that we bring this baby into maybe will just be a slightly better world um, than the world that we're currently living in right now. So here's bone number one. I got off the train today. (laughs) South Kensington Station overlooks the lovely JJ Holland Park, where we've swung a cricket bat or two in our times, a little bit of extremely casual cricket. Um, It was a Saturday afternoon today. There were some people playing cricket. Now, gents, do either of you know what a man cat is? A what? A man cat. A man, can you spell it for me? M A N K A D. So let me define man cat for you. Okay. 
Mancad in the sport, the the glorious sport of cricket, is where you um, run out the non-striker before you've delivered the ball. It's to stop. Stri- it's to not stop the non-striker sneaking out of their crease and getting a so-called advantage. Um, you are within the laws of cricket allowed to uh, take the bales off if pre-delivery the batsman has left the crease. You are allowed to take the bale the bales off and apply for uh, appeal for a run out. Now this has always been a rule. Hmm. The name Mancad is named after an Indian bowler, Indian spin bowler, uh, Vincad Mancad. No, sorry. Let me say that again. Vinu Mancad. Um, he famously ran out, I think an Australian batsman. I probably should have researched this slightly better. Famously ran out, um, I think an Australian batsman, um, before he delivered the ball. And thus the term Mancad was coined for running out the non-striker. Now it's come to prominence in recent times because the tradition used to be that if someone was leaving their crease early, you would threaten to do the Mancad but then you would not do it, and you would give them a warning. That was the tradition. It's always been a rule of cricket that you can run out the non-striker if they're out of the grounds. Mm. It's just been considered bad sportsmanship, bad form. right? Mm. The tradition used to be, you give them a warning, and if they do- keep doing it, then you can run them out, and no one has any questions. Mm. But it's a controversial act, mm. and it's been brought to uh, prominence in the last couple of years because the ICC and the MCC have ratified the laws of cricket to, to make it not just um, officially legal, but almost encouraged. Mm. There was a, a, a an attempted mancad in the BBL a couple of weeks ago that was very controversial. Uh-huh. The crowd started booing. Um, if the batsman is like deliberately running out of their crease and trying to get a massive advantage, then I think fair play. Mm. But often the non-striker won't necessarily watch the bowler all the way through the stride. Once the bowler mm. ends the delivery stride, you face and you sort of wait for the ball to go down. And often you will walk out of your crease as you're doing it. Now, if the bowler doesn't release the ball and you're out of your crease, you know, you could potentially be out. Mm. So the ICC clarified the rules over a man-cat, which is if you, have, um, if you are out of your crease at the point with which the ball is expected to have been delivered, you are not out. Mm. So if you're just following the momentum of the delivery and you leave your crease and the, the bowler stops, it's not out. Mm. But if you leave early and you get the bowels taken off, you're out. Yeah. So it's become um, a, a deliberate method of getting batsmen out in the last year or so. Mm. I got off the train. Is this like in 2020? All forms. It's legal did in it all come, forms. Did it come from 2020? It seems like No, it's, it's been around for a long time. No, but it, like, has it risen to prominence because of 2020? It seems like... Mm. I guess because way. of the urgency of 2020 and trying to run mm. and you know trying to sprint out of the mm. crease and all that sort of stuff, it has, it has emerged. But Mitchell Stark warned one of the South African batsmen in the recent series for backing up too much. And it was just sort of, it was just sort of a nonsense, you know. Mm. Mitchell Stark walks in, he enters the delivery crease, you sort of got the, the, the bat in, you're walking down. I've never seen a, a man-cad where I thought the batsman was deliberately trying to gain an advantage by leaving the crease early. Okay. It's just a matter of timing, and then maybe leaving a fraction early or leaving a step early mm. or not focusing. Mm. So the question over, is it a sportsmanlike thing to do? That's been, that's, that is the question. It's within the rules. I got off at South Kensington Station today. I saw a game of cricket, an organised game of cricket. The Kensington Colts was the local cricket team. Oh, I thought this was just like guys around in a park. No, no, just this was an organised game. game. This is park cricket. Yeah, it's village cricket. It's yeah. park mm. cricket. 
you know, it's not super serious, but you know, they yeah. are in uniform. And I looked out, I thought, oh, nice game of cricket. I'm going to walk through the park, I'll keep an eye on the cricket, maybe see some shots, maybe see some runs. Literally the first thing I saw when I got off is the bowler went for a man cat, <laughs> ran the non-striker out, and I was like, no. I did not just see a man cat <laughs> in park cricket. <laughs> and to the batsman's credit, he walked off. He took his lumps and he wow. walked off. And wow. I don't know if there was warnings he in place prior. Cat. I simply saw the man cat. But I just want to say, I think it's an outrage. <laughs> I think it's an outrage that this guy at 90 for three in a one-day match in park cricket thought he had to fucking go for the man cat. And then you can clearly see that the next guy that came in was giving him a bit of a wind-up and a bit of a serve. It's just not necessary. Mm. Okay? Let's go back to the warning system. Let's not do the man cad. The man cad will always be controversial. Mm. It'll always be deemed unsportsmanlike. And it shouldn't be done. Ban the man cad. <laughs> I want this baby to come into a world Without where bowlers don't feel like the man cad is a legitimate wicket-taking option. Wow. No more man cad. It so might be within the rules, I... but you just don't do it. <laughs> nice, nice. I want this baby to come into the world of law and order where people follow the rules and face the consequences if they choose to break them that's the craziest thing I, I'm thinking oh, maybe I just have a baseball brain where a oh, runner on stealing base bases. can lead off they can take two three steps off that's part of the game well they can steal of, a base right you can like, steal a base yeah yeah that's true that, uh, although I, like that was that was Jackie Robinson that was his thing yeah, wasn't it, was it? A he notable was the base runner stealer was, yeah, yeah I suppose so uh, uh, a second a second baseman yeah. and uh, and a, and, a, and a base dealer. Well, and, and so maybe just so I have my park cricket context right, we're saying, oh, well, the banner should be able to creep out, blah, blah, blah. You shouldn't get them out. If the bowler was consistently stepping over whatever it is, the delivery line in park cricket, would somebody call him on it? Yeah, that's a no ball. That, that's a oh. no ball. Well, yeah. if, if we're going to be looking that closely at the bowler's foot, then I think the batsman should have just as much scrutiny and say, well, if we're going to, if we're if we're playing fuzzy in park cricket, then if this guy steps that much over in his delivery, that's fine. Give him a warning. If you're a batsman, you're out of the crease by that much. That's fine. You get a warning. But if we're actually if we're going to call somebody on a matter of inches, then I say the batsman has just as much yeah. uh, responsibility to be where he should be as the bowler. I, I I would generally agree with that mm, yeah. but I think in cricket the bat, the bowler has all the advantage mm. right the bowler comes in mm. the bowler decides where he wants to he can set the field Yeah. he decides where he wants to bowl it he can decide how he wants to bowl it the batsman gets a split second to react yeah so there's so much pressure already on the batsman yeah batting is a pressure game when you're at the non-striker's end you get a little bit of relief yeah. you get a little bit of a break cricket's a high intensity game when you're at the non-strikers uh, end, yeah. you get a brief reprieve. Okay. And the way that you're sort of trained when you're young to back up is you you have both your feet and your bat behind the crease. Uh-huh. You put the bat on the ground. And then as the bowler's entering the delivery stride, you start to walk. Mm. Uh-huh. Now, if you get that timing slightly off under these rules, mm. if yeah. you go a little bit early... And you don't. The idea is because the batsman come in so the ball come in so quickly. If you try to watch the ball go out of the batsman's hand, you get whiplash in the neck. You never watch the bowler delivered. Mm. You watch them enter the delivery stride, then you turn to face to watch where the ball goes and whether or not your other batsman hits it and whether yeah. you need to run. Mm. So no yeah. batsman should be 
obligated, in my opinion, as a cricket player, to actually watch the ball leave the bowler's hand. Yeah. It is expected, once the bowler enters the delivery stride, that the ball is going to be delivered. Yeah. Now, if you get that timing slightly wrong, and the bowler pulls up and whips the bails off, should you be out for maybe a little mistiming? That's the question. I think no, because, you know, it's a slight misjudgment of timing. You know, a test match batsman can be out there for five or six hours. Yeah. You're going to let him go... You're going to get him out after one slight misjudgment? It's very cruel. In the, in the original Mancad, it was, uh, it was, it was Vinu Mancad in the 1946 tour of England. Um, and he, uh, he was described as the best left-arm slow bowler in the world. Yes. Um, quite, a, quite a bowler. And, and his family don't like being attached to this um, dismissal. He ran out Australian opener Bill Brown. Who was yes. um, who who batted with Bradman, um, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm gonna just I'm, I'm gonna say I'm on Mancad's side with this one. Um, as as an Australian cricket supporter, he was like Mancad gave him the warning. He did do the warning in yes. the original oh, Mancad dismissal. He gave him the warning because because Brown was apparently like he was he wasn't just outside the crease. He was like like he was like yes. paces down the paces down the pitch. Absolutely, yeah. he gave him one warning. He kept on doing it, and then he did, and then he got him out. Yes. Yeah. And then in a later series, he got him out again the same way. And <laughs> yes. Probably, but I feel like you got the warning, you got out. You, you're a professional. You know, you're not a professional sports person, but you are one of the yes. one of the best sports people in the world at a particular sport. You learn from the experience. You don't do it again. That's mm, my absolutely like. I, I, but if you're using it as a form of gamesmanship, where someone's just out of their crease because they're trying to. You know they're they're a little bit absent-minded. Mm. Yeah, the, mm. the pressure should be on the, the striker at that. Point. It's it's if the batsman is trying to attain, gain uh, gaining a deliberate yeah. advantage, then fair game. Yeah, mm. but if it's just a question of they're creeping out a little bit early, then I think you should be giving the warning. And yeah. I don't think as a bowler you should be looking to consider that as a legitimate form of um, mm. getting someone out. Mm. Focus yeah. on the bowling. Yeah, if the, if mid on comes on and goes, hey, he's leaving a little bit early. Maybe just pull up and give him the warning. Now it's become acceptable to just whip the bales off and get him out. I think it's a creepy way to get someone out. I don't like it, but in the right, it has its time and place. But my fear is that it's becoming commonplace, right. and no one likes it. Yeah, no one likes it. Because Bradman said at the time, he said, "For the life of me, I cannot understand why anyone questioned his sportsmanship." The laws of cricket make it quite clear that the non-striker must keep within his ground until the ball has been delivered. Yes. If not, why is the provision there which enables the bowler to run him out? Which I think is reasonable. I just, that's... I would hate to see the mancad become something the bowlers look for. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah. I think that's... It should be a last resort and it should only be for cases of blatant cheating from the batsman, in which yeah. case it's fair game. In which case, like where you're, where you're striding several paces down the pitch yes. in order to get half a run, which is not what I saw at JJ Holland Oval <laughs> at South Kensington in a fucking park cricket game. You this know who you Saturday are. afternoon. Uh, that guy needs to look himself in the mirror and sort his shit out. <laughs> Mancat. I've got one more, folks. I've got one more, one more way in which I, Kieran Bullock, intend to, on behalf of the Barry Bullock Owl, make this world a better place. And there's something that's got to stop. And I'm going to make it stop. Uh And I'm going to give away... I'm going to give away some intellectual property. And I'm going to give it away for free. Not to the world. To a specific agency. 
Okay. I'm going to unveil okay, something cool. and I'm going to gift it to them oh, for okay. the greater good to make this world a better place. I'm so intrigued now. Right. You said you really downplayed this. I'm, 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 intrigued. I'm, I'm fired so up. I've had lots of weird beers and I've had half a pint of lemon sorbet. <laughs> and a VB. Folks, <laughs> it's got to end. We have to end the scourge of people playing videos or music on their phones yeah. on public transport. Yeah. It's time. <laughs> yeah. It's over. Yeah. Your TikToks, your unlimited oh. data, your YouTubes, your Amazon Primes, you're just listening to Spotify on a speaker. No. Yeah. No. It's over. It's done. It's public transport. It's not your living room. Yeah. Put on fucking headphones or just read texts and articles without the noise. Yeah. The time's come, folks. The time has come. <laughs> and I am now pleading with you. Metro trains. <laughs> the fine purveyors of train-based public transport in this state or this, this city. V-Line. V-Line have the quiet carriages. They're already kind of on top of it. Top yeah, of yeah. Metro trains, Yarra trams, assorted bus companies. <laughs> the time has come to draw a line in the sand on the scourge. Connecticut. Here's what we want. Yeah. You make it a finable offence. Oh. And it, from six months from now, playing music or videos on your speaker, on your phone, or on your laptop loudly in a train carriage, six months from now is a finable offence. In that six months, you run a campaign. You run a campaign. And if you want to tap into something a bit trendy, a bit silly, and a bit cool, you dress someone up as James Bond. You have them run through a train carriage because your music is for your ears only. Okay, yeah. That's your yeah. campaign. You get a handsome man in a tuxedo. You get a lady in a nice cocktail dress. You have them run around, and then at the end of the ad, you flip them back into inspectors. You make some branded headphones. Get some cheap branded headphones made up in China. You get them sent over. You hand them out on trains, but it has to stop. I'm sick of getting on the train and hearing people's terrible choices of music yeah. or seeing people watching videos or TikToks or making TikToks. It's got to stop. I would I would go a step further than that. You know what I'm sick of hearing? I'm sick of hearing people with bad headphones playing their like aggressive music really loudly <laughs> so that I can hear them through the headphones. That's that's bad, that's but bad. I would You're prefer right. Yours that. Is Yours is worse. I would prefer that. It's yeah. getting worse and it, it what is it is it getting is, worse do you think? It's 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 young people that are growing up with unlimited data, fancy new phones, they love yeah. their TikToks. Their parents are just a bit too old to have told them that it's not cool. They didn't grow up doing it, you know, they had Nokia 3110s, they played Snake. They read books. They looked out the window at all the nice sights. Burnley Station, what a treat. These days, <laughs> they don't understand. People just think... And it's not just kids. It's adults. It's people from other countries getting sent videos. It's, you know, it's all this nonsense. All this nonsense. People bring a noise and chaos to the carriage. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. You just got to put a line in the sand and say, Hey, gang, enough's enough. No more sound. Would you bring in a quiet carriage to the train? Mm. I don't think it's enforceable. I think just make the whole thing quiet. Just make it a blanket mm. rule. Make it a final offence. Do you know what? Metro trains love money. Do you know what? They love money. Feet on seats? Money. Hey. Mm. Got no ticket? Money. Mm. What's this? Another avenue of revenue? <laughs> money. Yeah? Get a trendy new advertising campaign. Make up some dummy headphones. Little, little blue headphones with the Metro logo on them, hand about train stations, <laughs> people in tuxedos and cocktail dresses walking around, making a campaign. Nice. It's their Metro. 
You can have that campaign. You can have that tagline. It's all yours. Yeah. You want me to write it? It'll cost you. But you can have it for free. Just end it. I want a peaceful train ride. And I want the Barry Bullock Owl baby to grow up <laughs> in a Melbourne with a quiet train carriage. And whatever stupid bullshit new social media nonsense that's happening when that kid's 10, 12, 14, 21, headphones, AirPods, whatever they're called. Yeah. If it was a findable offence, would you call people out on doing it, Karen? No, but the inspectors would be able to walk into a train carriage and tell people to shut the fuck up. They'd be able to say, hey, that music... So you got a six-month period of them going, that music needs to go off. You can't do that now. Yeah. And then after six months, you find people. You hit them in the hip pocket mm. where they keep their phone, where they keep their TikTok, where they keep their YouTube. You hit them. You break the phone, you break the TikTok, you break the wallet. You break the cycle. No more music. I'm sick of hearing it. Every do, single yeah. day, every single train, tram, there's always some idiot blaring something sometimes multiple people are blaring something sometimes it's like they're having a, a turf warfare someone's playing tiktok someone's playing youtube someone's playing spotify some people are having loud phone calls with their auntie stop it yeah stop it it's over yeah. i don't want to have to wear foam earplugs i was trying to listen to a podcast the other day eric a podcast uh-huh. i was trying to listen to bill burr who rants at about the world much better than i ever will yeah and i couldn't Focus on the podcast because some douchebag with a dog was playing music at a million decibels next to me. Ugh. Ugh. No more. For your ears only, Metro Trains, it is yours. I gift you this intellectual property, please. Findable offense, make some money, get me some Metro headphones, and we're cool. Yeah. And I would tweet this to you, except you banned me on Twitter <laughs> for that one time that I yelled at you for a train being too early. <laughs> this train, actually. The upfield train. Was it this train? It was this train. How yeah. long was it? Huh? How long was it? A minute and a half. They checked the log. But in the process, they uh, blocked me on Twitter. But hey, yeah. <laughs> we can be friends again, Metro. Just enact this and we will be cool. Oh, man. Eric, what are your thoughts and feelings about this? Yeah, I hate hearing it on the train. and I, it, it, It's getting worse. One thing I've always thought of is... It's getting so much worse. If people will kind of catch up and self-police on on technology etiquette. Like, I feel like when I was growing up, when I first got my cell phone, everybody's like, this is going to be my ringtone. And having a ringtone, that was a popular song, and everybody was on, everybody had a ringtone. And now I feel like 95% of the population has shift to vibrate. So maybe in the coming years, people will realize, some of these offenders will say, man, I'm sick of hearing that guy's shit on the train. And it just goes bing in their head. And they, oh no. Am I that guy too? <laughs> People don't want to hear my shit. It and just I needs. wonder if it'll taper off and we're in just like the peak of the wave of really inconsiderate I think it people. Need, I think it needs like a PSA. Mm. It, it needs someone of authority yeah, to yeah, say, hey, this has got to stop. Mm. You know, like, yeah. you know, and then people go, oh, yeah, I do that. Oh, I want, I want TikToks on the train. Yeah. <laughs> I burden people with my bullshit. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then after the PSA, you make it a final offence. Mm. Once you make it a final offence, people will stop doing it. Mm. The second yeah. someone's sitting there on the phone watching a TikTok in an empty carriage and the inspectors come through and go, no, that's a final offence. Mm. It's feet on the seats. It's that level. Second, you start charging, you finding people, it'll stop. It'll stop. They've just got to have the guts to do it. I'll devil's advocate on that last point. You say somebody sitting in an empty carriage. If I'm sitting in an empty carriage, I'm not. I'm not playing Spotify. But if if somebody sends me a YouTube video, I'm gonna watch that at a reasonable volume just to hear it myself. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm not gonna bother anybody. I'm not. Not not an empty carriage. 
range. Oh, okay, but if you're if somebody's around there, yeah, that's, I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, if someone was within earshot, yeah, and that okay. can be you know there can be three people on a carriage, and mm, if one of yeah. those is playing music, you're hearing it. Yeah, you'd yeah. have to be in a carriage by yourself to even yeah. contemplate that's it being acceptable. Because then you're in a private space. Yeah. Mm. But if there's someone else in the carriage, you're in a public space. Mm. Yeah. And if you're playing music, you're irritating them. Mm. You're irritating me. Mm. You know? Yeah. And I've noticed that taking public transport every single day for the last 14, 15 days, mm. every single time, there is some munter. Sometimes two or three people, they start chirping off at each other. Really? Some guy the other day was watching baby videos. That might be his baby. I don't care. Dang. That's going to be Cal one day. No. <laughs> No. It won't because Metro is going to put a side. Headphones. <laughs> Headphones are dirt cheap. Mm, they are. Dirt cheap. They are. And if you forget them, well, guess what? You can read the age. You can yeah. look at the window. Remember back when we had MX or whatever uh, that uh, uh, station yeah. magazine was? That was yeah. nice. Was that gave great. people something to, something to do. Yeah. Uh, and it was fun. quiet, apart yeah. from the rustling. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Was I don't know. Do you think this is a that's an example? Of, there's 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 many data points on this that people going through COVID just kind of became feral and they didn't really understand yeah, how to interact with each other. And there's a broad wave of like social breakdown, not in terms of like chaos in the streets, but just people doing like Dumb stupid, shit. inconsiderate stuff. And just a certain percentage Maybe. of the population is just like, I don't understand how to be around other people anymore. Do you think this is and I think part, part of a larger trend? Part of it is they don't care. I yeah. think that mm. is part of it. People just watch the, you know, like they think that the commute is my time. Mm. You know, yeah. I spend 40 minutes coming in from, you know, Karam every day. Mm. Oh, yeah, I'll watch, I'll watch White Lotus. Mm. I'll watch White Lotus on my phone like this, you know. Yeah. I do find that weird when people watch like entire, I, I, I don't understand that. I don't watch, mm. you know, Anything longer than like a three-minute video. Uh, if you're coming in on the Frank's line, it absolutely makes sense to queue up a, a, a TV show. Yeah. But headphones. Yeah. You gotta watch it with the headphones. So are people watching television shows. People are it's watching. Irritating. People are watching everything. Mm-hmm. People well, are watching train probably, videos. Probably on that train. Right? Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> Guarantee you, there's someone on that train that just went past right now, watching something at loud volume and annoying other people. On a Saturday and the yeah, thing that you'll notice, the thing that you will notice, is other people will will do this. They'll do the irritated look around, like it's annoying other people. It's not just me sitting in the back oh, and going, me "Is well. this not annoying other people?" You will see other people go, like this munter with the dog the other day. Everyone was going. Yeah. What's this guy doing? Yeah, at one point he was he had he had like a command he could make the dog bark. So the dog was like barking. I'm like, dude. What? Dude. He was a munter. He was a serious like munter. Yeah. But he was playing music, he's making the dog bark. It's like, oh dude. Like this is not your house. This is a train carrier. You're in a public place. Yeah. That guy should be fined. Mm. For noise pollution. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm pretty sure noise pollution is a is against the law in some capacity. Mm. You've just gotta bring that down to a micro level. Yeah. Mm. You know, if you're playing something, you know, like if someone was watching a porn video yeah. <laughs> on a train, that's a that's against the law. That's yeah. like a sexual harassment. That's a thing. Yeah. But all of a sudden, it's a TikTok. Well, then it's all fine. No, shouldn't be fine. It should be fine. A bull. Make it happen, Metro.
And that's the end of uh, Barabilla Cow 63, part two of a big, exciting, boozy time. <laughs> Callum, of course, won't be able to drink for too much longer because he's having a baby, him specifically. Mm. Um, so <laughs> no more drinking for Cal. Um, so we're sneaking it all in right now here on a boozy Saturday night. Um, but that's episode 63. It's been an absolute ripper. What a great night. Cheers. Cheers. Good health to all and sundry, and uh, we will see you uh, next month for episode 64.